Welcome in to the channel podcast. It is September the 5th, 2022. I am your host, Rainey, alongside Austin Brown. The Vols take care of business 59-10 against Ball State as we look forward to rolling up into pit in week two. College football expansion has gone to 12 teams. We're going to talk about that as well as week one overreactions because the week one overreactions have been all time this week, I feel like. And we're going to talk about that. But first off, how are we doing, Austin? We are doing good. Enjoyed a unbelievable weekend of college football. Balls are looking good. You know, you think we lost or something to Ball State, the way some, some of our fans are acting after watching Florida. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes, we'll get into the over overreactions in week one. Uh, let's let's just dive into let's just dive into the football season. Last night we witnessed a crazy game between LSU and Florida State University. We've seen a whole entire week full of just craziness. Football, nonstop football. There's been football on the entire week. Has not stopped. It's the most beautiful time of year. You sit on your couch all day long and just watch football. It's the most beautiful thing of the entire year. It it honestly is. When you can sit there the entire day and watch football, it's amazing. But let's start out with the Vols 59-10 win over Ball State, which feels like forever ago. It feels like forever ago. We can kind of cover that real quick because a lot of people have probably already covered this. We have not yet to have a chance to cover it, but what was your takeaway from that 59-10 win against Ball State? Well, it's like uh, taking a car on a little, little drive down the road. It still works. This offense still works. This defense still works. <laughs> I mean, to what I imagine. And because uh, Ball State, um, they're not much of a, much of a test, I don't think. Uh, I don't think they're even going to do too well in their own conference. But, you know, you know all the parts work. Sarah Tillman still catches passes. Jalen Hyatt still catches passes. I like Bruce McCoy. I think he's big. Man. He's, he's big. And defense did their jobs. There were a couple spots for concern. But outside of that, it was a pretty good overall game. It's hard to take much away from it, though. You'll get a lot more after Saturday. Yeah, I, I uh, proposed a question after the game. Because me and you were both there at the game, and the crowd was pretty pretty good for a Thursday night opening game. It was pretty pretty solid little crowd. But propose the question of did the offense and defense look kind of vanilla? Because a lot of times when you're at the game, you can't really tell if it's vanilla or not, as if you're watching it on TV. You can tell if it's vanilla as you're watching TV. All the comments. Back to me where, yes, it was very vanilla. We didn't run much. We didn't show much. We just kind of did basic stuff because it was line up, beat your man, because we are better than them. So line up, beat your man, because you can beat your man. And that's pretty much how the game went. I, I rewatched it. It was very vanilla. There was some players that, players that popped out for me that I'll get to. But also, where are some players that popped out for you? Players that popped out for me. I mean, I'd say in a game like this because uh, – I mean, it was awesome to see uh, Donald get that interception at the start of the game. That was mm -hmm. probably the most aggressive our defense was all night. Or the, like, most aggressive the play calling was on defense all night. I feel like we didn't blitz the rest of the night. I feel like we, we just didn't. we just played just played basic defense. Uh, just, you know, stay in front of your man kind of defense. Yeah, it was – uh, go ahead. There wasn't, there wasn't any aggressive play calling on defense, nor, nor should there be. Should have been. You didn't have to. Why show your cards now? Um, and on offense, players that stood out. I mean, this is weird, but Gerald Mincy, I I really like him. The new yeah. left, the new left tackle from Florida. Uh, that he transferred, I think, right after the season ended. And he he, he did great. He interacted with fans. He uh, tried to autograph a shoe, and and. Uh, but and I know it's Ball State. How much can you take away from a guy's performance against Ball State, especially offensive linemen? But 
that was a big question coming into the season because he was in a battle with uh, Trent, Jer- Jeremiah Crawford. Actually, I think he's still technically in a battle. They're still, they released the depth chart today for the pit game and it's still listed as or on the left tackle. Um, so that position is still in, can, it's still a battle, but he came out with the first teams and it's looking like he's a starter and he did a pretty good job. And just overall, his body and everything, he just looks the most in shape among the two. He, his feet seem to move a little faster and hands get up quicker. And he just looks like kind of like an SEC off to one. That was, that, that's, that's good to see because that was mm-hmm. a big question coming into the season. And um, other guys stood out. I it's huge we got Bird McCoy eligible again because it was big. Yeah. You can tell it's gonna be big because his presence out there is big. He's big. He's a big guy. And that catch that that hit and hooker through that he caught. I don't know if you remember back in what was it, two two thousand four Florida game where Eric Ainge threw that pass to I can't remember exactly who it was that he threw it to. But he reached up and yeah, Brett Smith. And he reached up and grabbed it as the defender was coming over. It reminded me of that. He just went up, got it, and you threw it. At, you th- you didn't hesitate. You just threw it, and you threw it. There was no hesitation. If there was hesitation, it would have been intercepted. But there's no hesitation because you trust your guy. He threw it to Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy went up and got it, and it, it worked out. There's just one thing I took away is the hesitation. There's, there is none on this offense. It was more polished. It, there was no questioning or or – Looking like you don't know what you're doing. I felt like everyone knew what they were doing or where they were supposed to be and where they were where they were at on the field. And that just it looked like they were confident out there. I know, like you said, it was ball state, but still it looks different from game one of last year. It's completely different. They look comfortable, they look fast, very fast. Um, but yeah, it just looked a lot more comfortable. And talking about the defensive side of the ball. A player that, that that kind of stuck out to me was Aaron Beasley. Oh yes, he stuck out. Mm-hmm. And we he, were talking about him the podcast before the first week about how he might be kind of, you know, you need to kind of worry about him. You know, being in the defense, maybe he'll give up some 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 plays at or that that'll frustrate you. But in that game, it was night and day from last season. He looked. He looked all over the place. He was all over the place. Yeah. He, he looked really good, and he was pretty polished. And I'm, on offense, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jimmy Holiday, man. I think he's going to come up big this year for us. I, I really do. I know it was late in the game that that slant pass that he took all the way to the house, but that just shows you his speed. He gets it. He goes. And if I think he's going to have a major impact on this team every time he touches the ball this year. But yeah, yeah they they looked they looked fine. They looked fine for a game one. Yeah. You're not going to have everything and, uh, together. With Beasley, you know he's gonna probably play a little less. Even like, well, he's in a battle kind of with Jamal Crawford or Jawan Mitchell, 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 and he didn't even play this game. He was listed as a or starter, and uh, he never touched the field. They said they 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 just didn't feel like he was ready to go. So hopefully you see. It's funny because he only played I think like ten snaps last year, and he was a big time transfer, and then he got injured and had surgery. And it just feels like you're never going to see Juwan Mitchell actually play. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully he plays some against Pittsburgh and he can be the guy we all heard about, the leading tackler at Texas. I mean, that was supposed to be a big deal. So hopefully we'll have even better depth at linebacker. And I'm trying to think of something else that took away from this game. Uh, do, you want, do you want to get to any negatives? Of course, yeah. You can get negative. Uh, I, you can take. I'm still, as everyone is, worried about Warren Burrell. Warren Burrell. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one too. He uh, he's getting picked on a lot in that game. He got picked on a lot. He led us in tackles, and that's not because he's so good and after it. That's because the guys he was covering kept catching the ball, and he was. I guess he tackled him. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's, I, yeah. That's Fact that he's getting targeted in the Ball State game, and we saw we saw him against Purdue. It's just uh, it's quite frightening. Uh, D. Williams, the uh, big JUCO guy we got, he um, he actually didn't wasn't able to go against 
pulling or against Ball State either. So hopefully he will be able to go next week. And that was I kind of had in my head pinned him as a starter already because he like he led all of JUCO in interceptions I think or something like that. And he had I don't know South Carolina really wanted him, but um, I I hope he gets some playing time over Burrell because Burrell just looks so bad. They haven't listed B as a even as even an or. It's just like more Burrell. Starter. I mean, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll so we'll bad. see. I mean, Every we'll see. Seen it. It's like I said. I've been saying all week. If you follow us on Twitter, I mean, all up in Austin's mentions about it's week one, dude. It's week one. It's week one. It's week one. Been pretty solid on week one. Yeah, and let's just let's just get to that real quick. The week one overreactions because the amount of week one overreactions were. I feel like at an all-time high this week. I don't know if it's just people craving football or what, but I just feel like the week one takes and overreactions are insane. I actually posted a question on the channel Twitter account a little while ago. It's got up close to 300 votes, so it's it's probably pretty solid of where it's going to land when all the votes come in. But up, up at po- I said podcast poll question. Which is the bigger week one overreaction from a national media standpoint? Florida defeating Utah or Brian Kelly losing to Florida State? At 71% of the votes right now, compared to 29% of the votes, Florida defeating Utah is leading at 71% of the votes. And I have to 100% agree with that. And here's why. Every bit of national media attention has already crowned Florida just a great team. I don't think Utah is that great of a team. I don't think any Pac-12 team is great. Oregon just got annihilated by Georgia. I mean, and Oregon is usually one of their top Pac-12 teams. I just do not trust the Pac-12. This just shows you the Pac-12 is not very good. They're not very good. And they're always rated high. And they're not good. I just feel like they kind of put them in this category like, oh, we got to have some Pac-12 teams here. And in, in the rankings, we got to put them in there. No, they're not good. They're not good. So I agree with the poll about Florida being so hyped up after that win because I just don't – I was watching Utah, and I'm like, they're not that good. Like, they're they're a good team. But to be a, a top-ranked team like that, they're not a, they're I not a top – I won't say they're not good. They're, they're, they're maybe top 25 good. They're not top 10 good. That's what I'm saying. They're seven. There's no freaking way they're seven. Yeah. This is why these preseason rankings are bogus. In Utah, it seems like it's always the team that kind of figures it out halfway through October. I, I always remember them in tight games against Pittsburgh, and they might win – or I mean, not, BYU, tight games against BYU early in the year, and then they maybe win or lose that game, and then they don't lose another game or something like that, and BYU goes 7-5. and five. It just seems like early in the year they're never as sharp as they are because by the end of it, they're competitive with Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. But uh, and it's also in the swamp, and these guys aren't from that climate either. Like, you took guys from Salt Lake City, Utah, and you put them in an insane environment on the road in incredible humidity. They had guys throwing up on the sidelines. You see that? I, I did. I, I did. And just one quick note from the point that you just said. And I can't wait to get this or start talking about this in a little while as a college football expansion. What you're saying right now is why I think it's going to be so much fun to watch. But continue about how they weren't used to playing in Florida. Yeah, it's just, it's just no. In Florida, I'm not saying Florida's great or nothing. They are pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. They, they're not bad. They're like – Obviously, we all came into the year hoping they would just look abysmal. We hoped they'd be falling on their faces. It would be basically how they played against uh, South Alabama in Will Muschamp's one of his last games. And that's what we were dreaming of, or Georgia Southern. Uh, Warrior Grand, that guy crapped his pants in. <laughs> and the guys were blocking each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, we, so we were all hoping for, for all of our hopes and dreams. But it wasn't going to happen. When you got a new staff and and say what you want to say, I don't know if Billy Napier's a good coach or not, but it seems to me usually you kind of believe in your coach coming into the first 
game. You do. Because even the team, no no adversities really happen yet, and you just kind of have faith in them. And exactly. I, I just feel like it's super over overreaction. It's it, it, I, I just I wouldn't bank on anything. I will say Anthony Richardson, he's one hell of a quarterback. Oh, that is not overreaction. I do think he is a great quarterback. I think I think he's a really good quarterback, but I also think just the fifty yard run that he had against Utah for that touchdown. Everyone is just thinking about that one play. They're like, holy cow, this is he's gonna be a problem. Listen, I just don't think Utah's that fast. They look slow. They didn't look fast. Yeah. Their defense no, looks not. slow. They look slow. Go I mean, on their roster, and I guarantee it's number three star athletes out there. Yes. And they just they did not look fast. Far to look a lot faster. It looked like an SEC team against a Pac 12 team. That's what it looked like. In humidity. And, and yes, in humidity. And it used, like, used to the mountains and stuff. Like exactly. Exactly. And I just, I think that is one of the top overreactions of week one is holy crap, Florida. It's what you just said. New coach, new vibe, new just atmosphere around the program. The kids are all into it until you get punched in the face. I will say, I can't take this away from that game. That defense Florida has. We will be able to have some fun with it in the own stadium. That defense, they look – if you if you push tempo on them, I think one of their linemen was 400 pounds. If you push our tempo on them, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be cramping up like no other. That's and that's that's the same – that defense. Same thought I had, Austin, especially the running quarterback. Hinton Hooker, Josh Hype – here's the thing about Josh Hype. Josh Heupel looks at your team, and he is going to pick on your weakness – over and over and over and over again until you stop it. Hendon Hooker is going to run a lot against Florida. Mm-hmm. Right up the middle because their linebackers turn their backs and they run. Yeah, and as soon as he stops quarterback slants, Jalen Hyatt. Exactly. As soon as he starts running and that field opens up, it, it's going to be so hard to stop mm-hmm. that offense because that's one thing that you just that, – that, that is 100% correct, Austin. That defense is very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think Utah's that no great. I don't like that. The quarterback for Utah, he made some plays. I just don't think he was that great. Everyone's like, oh, he's a great quarterback. I'm like, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see it. He yeah, made some good throws. He made some okay runs. But he just looked out of place out there. He was so tiny and just, I don't know. I think that's that is one of the biggest week one overreactions is Florida. I, I kind of wanted, I kind of thought they had a good shot, no matter what I thought about them. Yeah, exactly. In in the swamp at night, and by the way, I will say I love the fact that we got some home and homes non conference games. I, I'm like that game would not have been that fun at all if it were in Atlanta or somewhere. It's so much better to have these on campus. That's what we want. As college ball fans, mm-hmm. like if if that, well, Oregon Georgia wouldn't have been fun anywhere, <laughs> but, um, but if that were on campus, it would have been a little more fun. That was a terrible example because that game sucked. That was that was horrible. It was so bad. Speaking of Pac-12, <laughs> speaking of Pac-12, um, let's move on to the Brian Kelly saga. You made – I'm just going to read out your tweet. Oh, no. I am. Week one overreactions, all right? This is one of Austin's – I'm not saying things, okay? I don't – Just like let, let, me down, I don't let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Austin Brown on Twitter. This is definitely jumping the gun, but Brian Kelly at LSU feels so similar to Urban Meyer with the Jags. How? Explain that to me because they're in a He's different throwing ballpark. Throwing players under the bus, like basically saying how a certain player cost them the game. It, 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 like people in the media are calling him a bitch at LSU. And I'm just like, it just feels like that, that we don't want you here kind of attitude, except it's LSU and SEC fans, and it's going to be cranked up to 10. And you just lost to a team that hasn't 
had a good season since 2013 or 2014. Yeah, and so in the Superdome, and they were trying to give you the game. Well, I guess the kick isn't really his fault. Yeah. Well, it's not. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about week one and week two. It goes back to my week one overreactions. You cannot look at a week one game and be like, that team is is legit, except for maybe Georgia, Alabama, those teams like that, that you know are like legit teams. I cannot stand when people are like, oh, this team is going to be a problem. Guess what? Texas was going to be a problem a couple years ago when they beat Notre Dame. Texas is back. No, they went five and seven. They sucked. You cannot take away anything from week one. Nothing. When you see, when you get to week two, that's when you can kind of start to see it because teams have film on those other teams. And that's that's just how week one is they're the overreaction are just they're so insane. So insane. I saw you raise your okay. finger. What do you got? There are some overreactions, okay? But sometimes <laughs> I mean LSU mm. went six and seven last year, and Brian Kelly is a weird dude who just doesn't fit like the whole time. This has felt weird. It felt like something that shouldn't have happened. Like, you can like say it feels like it feels like it feels like if you're seeing like one of those like episodes from Simpsons or something where it's like, ooh, what if I married this guy? It's kind of like that kind of thing where it's like, ooh, what if I hired Brian Kelly? And then you imagine it and just kind of look into the parts. future, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's horrible. No, <laughs> let's here's not do the that. thing. Let's have here, a hire a guy that fits here. Here's the thing, but the 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 thought of you comparing him. To Urban Meyer is insane. Listen, it might not be a good fit. It might not be a good fit. And that happens all around college football. Compared to someone else, okay, they just look unnatural there. Urban Meyer was unnatural and a dumbass. Urban Meyer was groping women. Like this is not even close to the same thing. Like it's not even no. <laughs> grinding no, on a player. Okay, okay, I get that. I'm just saying Thanks. there's similarities. You can't tell me. You There's no similarities. He doesn't have any track record at all compared to Urban Meyer. Watch his press conferences, and you get that energy, and they both kind of feel like the like they're similar guys, where they just like they tend to feel like it's a, them against the world, and they hate everyone that doesn't think like <laughs> they do. And and there's yeah. a reason everyone hated him in Notre Dame. Everyone hated him. Like everyone was like, "Thank God he's out." Like every he only brought one staff member over from Notre Dame to uh, LSU. Because no okay. one liked them and wanted to follow him. He's only a special teams guy. I'm telling you, man, there's some similarities there. And I think else I don't. I do not see it. You don't see anything. Maybe the culture fit. He has no reputation. He has no reputation of being just the most insane. Urban Meyer had a full team of murderers. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> murder the guy. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the dumbest topic we've ever had in my life. Responsible I, for a young man's death. I brought this practice a little longer. I brought this topic up just to show you how dumb it is. Like it's just. No, it's, I, I, I'm more convinced now than I've. No, it's the dumbest topic. I now I'm putting the thoughts in the like, holy crap, Urban Meyer. So similar. Urban it's, Meyer it's and a, Brian. He's he's a ringless Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer and Brian Kelly are two opposite people. Miami so much. Are no, they're two opposite people. Brian Kelly has never been in trouble or never been the, the the he might be an asshole. Yes, correct. Brian Kelly is an asshole. I've heard he's an asshole. But Urban Meyer is a different breed of asshole. Like this dude is a completely different breed of a human being that is just a pathetic human. Uh, I, I think they're kind of I, I might like Urban a little better in some ways. Oh my gosh, you're weird. Because he because he seems more charismatic than than Kelly. Kelly just seems like a what 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 he say uh, after that Notre I I actually liked that line one time when he had the after the Notre Dame Florida State game. They asked how do you how would you rate your team's execution? And he said I'm in favor of it. Yeah, <laughs> executing your players. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I uh all right. Okay, speaking of Notre Dame, here's another week one re- overreaction. I don't even know if it's an overreaction, but it's a question. Because you can't tell anything from week one. Is Notre Dame good or is Ohio State bad? Because Notre Dame hung in with Ohio State. They were a big-time underdog. They're like 17.5-point underdogs or something like that. Yeah. And it wasn't until late in the game. Is Notre Dame good or is Ohio State bad? I think 
you don't know. Really, that, that, that's one game where you can give a week one reaction. Mm-mm. Okay. That, that, that there is a perfect example of week one of reactions. I think Notre Dame is not bad. I think they're like a 10 win, 9 win team, but they are not as good as that score would indicate. I think Ohio State was just kind of working out some kinks on offense. But I think it's also, you should notice how good Ohio State's defense played. I think they were, they actually allowed, I think, 24 points a game or something like that last season, and their defense looked improved. So I in my and I'm in my and the offense will come. I mean, CJ Stroud's a great quarterback. It just seemed like some things weren't working that day. Maybe Notre Dame just maybe Notre Dame is better. I don't know. I I think Notre Dame will be proven to be a nine ten win team, kind of like a normal Notre Dame team. And Ohio State will be a playoff contender. But yeah, and the Big Ten representative will come down from Michigan, Ohio State again. Yeah, that's what it should be. I I really like Marcus Freeman. Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. I do not like Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day is overrated. I do. I think he is. I just think he's at Ohio State. And he's always going to get the talent. I don't think he's a great of a coach. I really don't. I look at the. I mean, they just look so much better with him versus their Meyer. They did. They do have those games, but they just don't show up still. That's what I mean. I just don't think he's a great coach. Like, and they 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 disappear, like games against like Purdue or somebody like that, where they should just demolish them. They get demolished. It's good coaches don't allow sure. that to happen. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just not a fan of him. I, I don't think know. he. I think it's hard to judge. It's so hard to mm. judge because they. Don't play in a real conference. I mean, they do and they don't. I mean, there, there's there's like a couple four, good teams, four maybe four. Michigan, Michigan State. But they're so like, even the good teams like Wisconsin, they're so unique in how they are good. It's hard to even judge them. Like if it's LSU, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're good if you're beating a good LSU team, which mm-hmm. we don't have currently. Um, but uh, if you're beating a good LSU, you're beating a good Florida State. But if you're beating a good Wisconsin team. You could be you could be good, or you could be just good in a few areas. I feel like yeah, because those teams are so one dimensional. This 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 is what it goes this is what it goes back to my week one to week two jump that I mentioned earlier about the Florida State their week one where they didn't look good at all, and they played. I don't even know who the team they played. I, I didn't even know they were school. You came. Yes, I don't even know who that is. No clue who that school is. I always did do things. I, I have no idea who that is. They did not look very good. And then they come out on a national TV and beat LSU, which is a far superior team than the team they played in week one. So the week one to week two jump is a real thing. It's a real thing. So in week two, you're going to really see a lot of people and how they actually play because Florida has got Kentucky this upcoming Saturday. So you're going to see – how Florida really is. I mean, like Kentucky has a lot of problems with Florida every single year. They, they they seem like they can never beat them, but I think you're going to see a lot about Florida. This we're talking about Florida State. Okay, Florida State. Um, Mike Norvell just had that. Maybe is that the biggest win of his time at in Tallahassee? Is that the biggest win he's ever had there? On a national stage, I think so. Yeah. Has he beaten Florida? I don't know. But um, he's only been there for this is third season. I think they lost. They lost Florida last year. Um, That was weird because Florida's a trainer. But um, I think that's the biggest win. And I still walked away from that game thinking this guy is a dumbass. Yeah, he he had a lot of dumb calls. Like Butch Jones, he has a Butch Jones feel to him. The way he talks, the way he handles himself, the way he thinks he's. Scott Frost, Butch Jones, and Mike Norvell all do this thing where they think they're going to – they're gamblers in their head, and they think they're so smarter than anyone else and that they're going to have this call. It's going to blow people away like that, kind of like that toss. And that, that's, a, that's a small example. Or Scott Frost with the, with the onside kick. What about or, your boy uh, at South Carolina? Oh, my God. Shane <laughs> Train Beamer. Oh, my – he's just – He reminds me of Butch Jones more than anyone. Not even all like he's like he's like a manifestation of so many stereotypes. 
-hmm. he wants to be Lane Kiffin. He wants to be Bush Jones. He wants to, he doesn't have any identity because he just tries to emulate all these other people. I feel like, like the whole calling, calling uh, us out, like saying, like, Oh, I know teams in our conference have struggled against these guys before. And we know what you're saying. How there's a lot more Tennessee, Missouri fans. My mentions now this year. I, I can't tell if he wants to be Lane Kiffin, Steve Barrier, or Butch Jones. So I think he's Butch Jones because Butch Jones would be type to he, read something he, and try to behave. Well. Here, here's what I think he is. I think he's a freaking charismatic nutcase. I, I think he is Lane Kiffin's personality. But when it comes to criticism, if he doesn't win, he's going to be Butch Jones. He's not like Kevin. He he's Maybe. going. Yeah, no, no, he's trying to be. He wants he's trying. To be like that's what I'm saying. He's he trying to be. He's trying to be as a coach, Lane Kiffin, getting people's heads. Oh, make them mad. All oh, that blah 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 crap. And then like, once that happens, and it doesn't go his way, and he's going to get negative feedback, he's going to turn into Butch Jones the way he responds to everyone. He's going to turn into that person. You watch. You watch. He's a he's, nerd that wants to be popular. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, a nerd. spot on. Insecure, so insecure. Like his insecurity. Uh, I remember when they lost to Georgia last year. He's like, uh, he was calling, "How oh, can you play against these guys when they have a better play at every position?" And it just felt like he was so insecure, so no mm-hmm. confidence whatsoever. And then the TikTok and the he, he he tries to he's like he tried to copy that picture of a uh, Steve Furrier at Media Days. And I think he just wants everyone to like him. And but here's the thing: he, I think Charles Barkley has a quote: "When you try to please everyone, and not just like a one certain group of people, you're gonna have everyone just hate you." And I just feel like he's the type to try to please everyone. He, and he just his dad is a legendary coach, so he's got that on, on his mind. And kind of feel bad for him because you know it just seems like a. He should have stayed a recruiter, I feel like. I feel like he's not that good of a coach. I think he's a great recruiter. He'd be great to you know, call the kids every day and crap. But this spot for him, it's, just, it's too much. It's, it's, and he's, it's the type of situation where once it starts going downhill, it's going to go downhill fast. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a bad – he's going to have a Butch Jones 2016 meltdown. Push the Vandy or some crazy like that. Like I'd rather have Clark Lee than him. Clark Lee seems like type just I don't know. Clark Lee doesn't. I I mean, you can't really talk. You can't really talk garbage when you coach at Vandy. But I, uh, Clark Lee, I I think Clark Lee's a good coach, but I just think he coaches at Vandy and another another week one overreaction, week zero, I guess. What do you you think about Spencer Rattler having the lowest quarterback rating in SEC? I think I think Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler's a punk, is what he is. Like I, I said, go back and watch QB one on Netflix, and you're gonna see why people don't like him. You're gonna see why the teammates don't rally around him. You're gonna see that because he is, and he just thinks he is God's gift to Earth. And he looked, did not look good, did not look good. He didn't look good at Oklahoma. He didn't look good yesterday. He just, he doesn't. I don't understand. He's talented. I'll say he's talented, but in the like in his head, like uh, I I think he's a little bit of he wants to show off or something. Like he he tries these passes that are just crazy sometimes, and they get picked off. He thinks he's God gives earth. He thinks he's better than everybody else. He's not. You're simply not. And you just came switch and beat everyone. Listen, you just you just had a bad game against Georgia State, buddy. You better prepare yourself. When you hit these SEC defenses, it's gonna rock your damn world. This is this this is not Oklahoma. This is not uh, this is not that this not just not an easy conference with defenses. This is a hard conference with good defenses that are gonna pick you apart if you get arrogant and cocky. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna light you up. You're not you're not gonna light them up. They're gonna light you up. That's what's gonna happen. I just I've never been a fan of him since QB one. I I just he's just such an ass. Such an ass, no one liked him. And we don't want to come off as like, oh, Tennessee fans just think this. No. Why are you so much lower on them than anyone else? I just – I guess also we've been through all this before. We've seen this train wreck happen to us. So we kind of – I I get so similar vibes with from the Dooley era 
and from the Jones era, from what's happening in South Carolina right now. And I know, I know, it. you feel okay right now. You just had a seven-win season, got to a bowl, and by some, you're lucky as hell how you got to a bowl. But um, I think you played Auburn and Florida at the absolute best time imaginable and got those wins. But you got to a bowl, you got seven and six, you felt pretty good about that, and recruiting's looking okay. And I don't know, your coach seems to you know, say something every once in a while to get you guys hyped up. Maybe it's a little cringy, but whatever. And it's kind of, yeah, it feels like Butch Jones. It feels like Butch Jones 2014. Mm-hmm. And his thing, oh, you don't have a Josh Dobbs. You have a punk. And uh, I think, I, actually, we haven't really had a punk court. Mauer maybe was kind of a punk. But, or, or Bray. But, but he's not a talent with Bray with the arm. I, I just see this kid. You know I, how. I just see this being a mess. There's a reason he's benched Oklahoma. Yeah. Very true. <clears throat> I completely just – I was going to say something, and I completely just lost my train of thought. Uh, let me try to think. Let's see real quick. Uh, I can't remember. It'll, uh, it'll come back to me. What do you think of Arkansas? I like Arkansas. I, I just love Sam Pittman. I like him. He's a- I, I like Sam Pittman so much. Like, it's hard to root against him. <laughs> Sam Pittman is such an easygoing coach, and he's just his players love playing for him. They love just, they love playing for him. I just think that's a good situation. He just seems like a good fit. They they're 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 blessed to have him. I'll say like they went through some hard times, mm-hmm. and he just seems like such a good fit. He seems like not going to overthink this. We're just going to go out there play hard ball, and you know coaching will do coaching. And yeah, they all, and, they, and they seem like to have enough talent to. I have them as the second best team in the West, and that's a that's a high praise. That, that's high praise, mm, but I really think high, it's real. Pretty high praise. They, they kind of mm. were getting a little too flirty there with losing it, getting getting tight. Sensi, I'll say, that was, mm-hmm. they had the game kind of wrapped up and kept like playing with their food. It seemed like they got some deficiency at O line, but um, they they're definitely not unbeatable. They'll they'll lose to Alabama. Oh yeah. Oh, I for hate sure. This. I, I hate God. I hate how good they are. Good Georgia and Alabama are. It's it is just lie. Like Stetson Bennett looks like he's like better than ever. It's like why why is this happening? Like why can't we have like we don't even want to act like why can't that it be happen, you? You know why can't it be us? No, not yeah. even that. I mean, it is a little <laughs> bit of that. It's a little yeah. bit of that, but also it's about you know the product of the sport. Like they're so freaking good. And we don't even like or Georgia beat Oregon by forty six points, beat their brains in, and we're not even gonna. We don't even want to act like it happened because it just it just makes us feel bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just hate this. I I, oh, I wish there's some because like I, I and we'll get into this in a little bit, but I, I don't know if expanding the playoff is really even a thing that would help get those teams less titles. Because it just feels like these teams are still going to be heads and tails above whoever they come against, and and give them extra time to prepare. They're going to beat your brains in. Yeah, we're supposed to be the next, the only team of that level that's not Georgia, Alabama. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll jump right into that. Um, but real quick, I remember what I was going to say about um, South Carolina and. All of those fans are like, you don't know what you're talking about. And you like he you think our coach is the next Butch Jones, blah, blah. You know, when I always mention about when a coach or a player or someone comes to your team and the other fan base tries to tell you how they are and what they're like, and you're just like, whatever, dude. They they didn't want to be at your place. They're gonna be a lot better here at our school. And they come here and it's the same thing. It's Holy it's the same, it's the same thing. We've seen it. We've lived it, and we're watching it, and we see it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. We see it again. It's the it same shen- same shenanigans. Perfectly the same, but it's basically the same. Yes, we shenanigans. We, the same talk, the same energy, the same fakeness. It's that's what it is. Uh, history is is bound to repeat itself. Oh, it's Some phrase like that. No, history it's will repeat itself. repeat itself. Yes, hundred. We're, we're in a circle, not a straight line. No. And I, that's something. And 
I've seen guys like him. We all know. Oh, yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. All right. Let's get into this 12-team college football expansion. Austin completely hates it because he wants to say black and white for the rest of his life. And I don't have a problem with it because bring me more football. Bring me more excitement. I don't care. Austin, why do you hate this? Hey, okay. I have like 10 reasons why I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but let's start from the, from the top, I guess. And the main thing it devalues the regular season. I think our sport is unique to the fact that any given Saturday your season could be over. For let's say Alabama has a really bad game against AM and AM beats them. Yeah, and I know we don't live in the BCS era, it's four teams now, so there's a little bit more room for error error. But let's say they lose to AM, that they could that's really detrimental. That that is a huge gash. That is like like you can take two gashes and that's your one. That's your it's not even three strikes and you're out, it's two strikes and you're out. That's one strike. And let's say they go and lose the SEC title game in Georgia, they might be out of the playoff then. But now they're they're hundred percent in. So you can honestly say the SEC championship game hardly bears any weight. All it would matter is a uh, buy in the playoffs or whatever. And I just don't like that. I, I I'm all for and, and I don't feel like really have enough teams for this to be like a worthwhile thing to do i feel like obviously we have 65 power five conference teams but it feels like the the cream of the crop is so much better than the rest that it that it doesn't matter okay so so you're telling me we were texting earlier in the week, and I brought up some examples. Like the the year that Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel, they looked they looked like they're unstoppable. If they would have gotten in the playoffs or national championship game, they would have won. It was the year that no one could beat them. They no one figured it out. And don't me and Austin can see each other right now, and he's making this face like no, no. If Johnny Manziel got in that year, they'd have probably won the whole thing. They were the, they were unstoppable that season. It was that one season they were unstoppable. You're telling me having a playoff to where they're in it and you can see them again, play the teams to get to the final game. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. You, you want to keep it. I'm you want to keep it the boring same four teams that are always in the damn playoffs. You want to keep it that way. That's boring as hell. That is here's boring. What, here's what we lose. Here's what we lose. Okay. Georgia will have a playoff level team every single year, basically from 2018 to forever i don't freaking know could go on for a long time but the way you're much more likely for them not to get them for not there, there's about a lot better chance of them dropping one of your eight sec games than them dropping a, a game in the playoff because you give them time to prepare time to two weeks to work this out and then know it's do or die this game i, I you're, you're losing what, what you lose with this is that saturday where nothing went right and you lost to a nobody, and now your season's over. I, I, that's what I. That's what I love. I love that that can cost the team a national title. I mean, who knows how many national titles Ohio State would have if if losing to Northwestern for some reason didn't matter? Uh, who knows how many national titles Oklahoma would have if losing to Kansas State didn't matter? I I, I just feel like we're losing that. We're losing the uh, chaos, like. In 2007, oh. it felt like every day there was an upset, so that team's not contending for the national title anymore. And it was just a never-ending cycle. It's just, oh, my God, like, who's oh, going to be? Who's it going to oh, be? Who's oh, it going to okay. be? But at, at the end of the day, it's basically like they all get in, and they're going to give you're going to give the better teams time to work out these opponents and strategize. These are the George Bush phrase there. Uh, See, I'm going to jazz for them. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and just destroy them. That's what Alabama does. Just like Alabama – Everyone hyped up that old Miss game last year for them. And ever so they kind of knew for a while now that's our big game and they absolutely murdered them. And okay, just so like, so let, let's let's go let's go to ninety-eight. Let's go to nineteen ninety-eight. The Stumble Fumble. Knocks Tennessee out of the top four. You're gonna tell me that one game is not gonna put them in the playoffs? You serious? They get another chance. You, 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 you gotta you gotta get 
out of your Alabama and Georgia mindset and realize that if you lose a game, oh, that's okay. These other teams, they'll probably lose a game too. But you lose one or two games, and you're probably got a pretty good chance of getting in. You got a good chance of getting in. I, I don't understand I why you wouldn't. It's, <laughs> dude, it's going to evolve. You got to get used to this. It's always going to change. When 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 they went away from the when they went away from the BCS, we were like, "Oh God, this is terrible." No, and we we got to fourteen playoff. Oh, this is terrible. It's always terrible. You're How never going to have things it. last year. How would it have changed things last year? Oh. Ohio State might have been in it. That, that's the only. Difference. Okay, so you're going to have to you're going to have like the same three or four teams almost every single year if it's a fourteen playoff. You you how many how many times have we bitched about God? Golly, it's freaking Alabama Clemson for the 90th year in a row. You get a different game every other year. It's the same shit. Well, sometimes it wasn't Georgia. Okay, and exactly. Those years, but it would have been Georgia if they didn't lose that game to South Carolina or to Florida or something. You had the same national title for how many years in a row? It's because of the playoff. I I, I think it should be two. If 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 <laughs> If if no, that seriously, it would have if, it, it if would that, avoid some of this stuff. Texas A and M team a little more room for error now. If you get a Texas A and M team like now. like that one year with Johnny Menzel, and they got to play Clemson, they're probably going to beat Clemson. Clemson's not in there. They're oh, not God. in there. They're not in there. Like it, yeah, so much more parity. You give them two weeks to prepare for a team, and you know it's do or die in a big stage, and you have the better team. You're going to win that game. I I, I think. You're much better off if, if it's a, a game that's going to kick them out of the playoff if you send them on the road for just a random game. I, I, just, I just feel like we're going to always get the same teams in. We'll get, you know, oh, a little water. No, you're not that. going to get the same teams in every year. That's the You're not. Yes, you that's are not, the same teams No, it's year. not. No, you're at not. The top, at the top, you are. At the okay, top, so, it'll be the same. But at so, the bottom, and you'll get some teams in there. I don't think it really matters. Let's go back to what you were just saying a little while ago in the podcast where I said I'm going to bring it back up. You have an SEC team that has to travel up north to play a home game. Up north for the team they're playing. They have to play an away game up north. You're going, to have, you're going to have home games in the first two rounds at different areas of the United States. It's not going to be – you have to travel. That is cool. It's not oh, going to be easy cool. for cool. SEC teams. It's not going to be easy. You're not going to get – But Alabama or Georgia – Aren't the teams that are going to have to be doing that? I just feel like. How do you know? Like How do you know? I hope to. I hope I'm wrong. I hope something crazy happens, and I hope Nick Saban someday somehow decides he is not at the Alabama head coach anymore, and they I've, don't. They they fall off the face of the earth, well, at least somewhat. Which would be a miracle. I've I've never in my entire never in my entire life have seen people bitch about more football. Oh my God! We get two more games. Oh my God! Like, how do you get bitch less about that? Important football. I Yo, like. I think it's more important. Regular November, season games. Regular game season games become more important. A do or die game. Regular think about season the games. Chaos we had in 2007. Think about that. We we're losing that. You're losing like every day. There's a new upset. Like, what if like all these upsets didn't matter? Like, what if Texas Tech beating Oklahoma in 2011 didn't matter? What if the Alabama LSU game that year didn't really matter? What if all these games just did not really matter because they're two top ten teams or two top. Okay, five so teams take the two thousand one Tennessee the Volunteers. Really take the two thousand one Tennessee Volunteers. That's, what happens there? Yeah. Well, what happens fun. there? Even though we didn't, we didn't get the good side of the coin. It sucks for us, but it's fun we would still be in. It that would have been cool. That would have been cool for exactly. Us that You're going to have but those circumstances. Like, How in the hell are people mad about more football? I don't understand this. How people are mad about getting a, a better chance. You're going to have a team like Georgia and Alabama that get the second chance. Awesome. But they're going to have teams like us and other teams that get second chances as well. How in the hell is this bad? Get them two to prepare. We're not winning. I just, I just, I, I just don't see that. I see like I feel like you don't we're just know that <laughs> the room for error. We're losing a room for error, and that's just and the and the college ball is supposed to be this do or die sport that every given Saturday is. Your season basically, but like now it's like Georgia and Alabama, they're not going to ever drop out of the top 10. Clemson, probably not either. Clemson, all they have to do is make sure they only have two screw up games a year. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like Clemson kind of like, okay, we just don't lose to Pittsburgh this week or something, you know? Um, uh, 
or lose that game three times. So Clemson's 100% in, 100% of the time. You have got to stop thinking so narrow-minded when it comes to those those teams. You're like, Georgia, Alabama, screw them. Like, stop thinking about them only. Because they're like, the only teams that can win it. I, I no, like you put Michigan not. State in that no, stage. They're not. Okay, let's say no, they're not. Last year, Pittsburgh, you're Michigan nuts. State. They got no shot. They they're gonna get murdered. The only team that would have had maybe a shot is Ohio State. You're going to get a team every other year that gets so hot, and they're you're gonna beat one of those teams. I'm telling you, it's gonna make it so much fun. Like. I don't understand why you have this narrow mind where you want to keep the same damn teams in every single year. You want to see the same teams. You want you want no other competition. You want the same four four teams that are in there every not single. What I, want. I want. Year. I feel like you're increasing their chance of winning the national title. How is that increasing it? You got to play more games. They get to they get to prepare a lot more for these games, and then no, screw up. So wrong. So, that is so wrong. Chance. Georgia will screw up maybe one Saturday. How can you say that? They're so freaking good now. How are they so good? How can you? How can you? Those two teams. Those two teams have never been better than the 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 rest of everyone. I just just don't understand how you say this gives them a better chance when they have to play more games. That makes no sense at all. That makes zero sense. No sense. That gives them a better chance to win. No, it doesn't. It's not giving them a better chance. Them screwing up in someone's house on a random Saturday doesn't matter anymore. That's why. Like Georgia screwing up at South Stop Carolina. Stop thinking about those two teams. I don't know why that is in your head so much. They're the teams that look like they have the ability to win national title. Who cares I, about them? You okay? You you are so obsessed. I hate the way with the other way teams make, besides your own team. You are obsessed. Okay, what do you mean? Think about how if we finish in the top twelve, we can go to the playoffs. That is cool, I guess. But at the same okay, time, so what if we get insanely hot? Okay, so we lose to Alabama. We, we lose to Alabama. We lose to Georgia, and we go ten and two. And we're somehow in that playoff, and we hit. We get hot. We're hot. You're not beating this Tennessee team. We're hot. Just have that scenario in your brain. It'd be just, awesome. Just have that scenario in your brain because teams can get hot. Georgia, to where those teams can just play that style where they line you up, and they're going to go past you every time and just punch you in the face over and over again. I just, I just don't see that being anything that changes. You've the, got to get out of the, your, your little mindset of dude, thinking, dude, thinking about other the teams. State of college football. How many teams? I mean, that, that, that's the world we're living in. We got three real teams. You got to get out of that stupid mindset, though. We'll see how Clemson looks tonight. That's, that's all you think about. Those Alabama, Georgia. Okay, forget them. That's the state of, that's the state of affairs right now. And I, I, I want get anything that. That, that will change that. I, I would love for. It was so demoralizing to watch Michigan just get absolutely their shit kicked in by Georgia last year. I mean, that was so demoralizing. Like how this team who because you live on the border year, the and you're 10. so obsessed with like I don't want to hear people talk about it because I live on the border of Tennessee and Georgia. Oh, who like yes, yes, that's where you yeah. live. You live right there, so it made you even more angry. As a national media or, or a national standpoint, sorry, a national standpoint. Not everyone thinks like you because you live on the border. That's not how it happens. You have a mindset because you live there. And you're like, there's no way I want to see the win because I'm just going to hear it all the damn time. Like that's that's how I mean, you are. You're that. far yes, worse than I'm other people. In that regard, yes, exactly. But also, the reigning national champions who didn't even have a test. It felt like, oh, they lost all that. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot they lost the title game. SEC title game. Which, by the way, if they if they slipped up somewhere else, they wouldn't have been in the playoff. And that would have been awesome. But you know what? If they slip up somewhere else, that means they're still in the playoff. I can't – you don't get that perspective of all at all that that it devalues all these upset games. Like, remember, remember uh, in 2011, Texas Tech beat Oklahoma State in the last game of the year and knocked them out of the title game. Okay, so it, that, no, it doesn't devalue that, that at all. Matter. It doesn't devalue what? it at all because now they got to go – they got to go all the west or all the way up north where it's cold and snowing. I'm sorry, it doesn't devalue it. You got you got to you stop thinking about those two teams. Stop it. Like you got to stop I, I look, it. I look at it and I'm thinking this is determining who wins the national title. And I look at the state of college football and there's only three teams I think that could actually find a way. You to act win like they're unbeatable. Apparently. They're beatable. People can beat them. It happens every year. They just beat Oregon 49 to three. I don't care. 
The Pac-12 sucks. We've we've okay. established this. Teams. We've right. established the Pac-12. They, they had the highest QBRs in the entire SEC, right? and it's just like, how the hell is Stetson Bennett this good? That shouldn't be allowed. I just I don't know. It should not I, be allowed. I, I think the way that you're, <laughs> I would love to be in your brain for five minutes because I the way you come up with the stuff that you come up with is just like insane. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to be in your, I, I, your okay. mind for is five it cool minutes. That we could have a shot at national title now. It feels like now everyone can. Be awesome, I wouldn't guess. it? Be awesome, wouldn't it? But you no, think, you're so okay. You think we get two to teams? A, let's just say we lost to Georgia, Alabama this year by a lot, and we got to the playoff. And then we beat, I don't know, Wisconsin in Madison, and we got to the stage to play Alabama. How do you think we do? Say and, that one more time. Uh, I guess Cotton Bowl. Say that one more time. You broke up my headphones. Say that one more time. Okay, let's say we go 10 and 2 this year, finish rank, um, I don't know, 12, and we get in the playoff with the last team in. And then we go up to Madison to play Wisconsin in a playoff game or something. We beat them, and then we advance the next round to play, I guess, Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. How do you think that game goes? I don't know. We they beat we us ha- by thirty in Neyland. We we all yeah because the depth showed up. The depth showed up. We had them on the ropes until the fourth quarter. Like you can't say that a couple of years down the road when we have depth. Like you don't know I that. Hope so. You are, hope, you are you are predicting everyone, something that has yet to happen. Here's what we need. Here's what we need. Because all right, whether you want to discuss it or not, upsets happen, man. Alabama and upsets happen. Yeah, upsets now happen. Don't matter anymore. Upset. You know upsets rarely happen. The they do matter. Happen. They do matter. Because you, you don't get maybe. you don't you North don't get Alabama a first round. No, that's bullshit. You don't get a first round buy in the playoffs. If 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 you get upset, your ranking goes down. So now you have to go somewhere where you're not normally used to playing. Up, like I said, where it's somewhere where it's snowing. Alabama's not used to play when it's snowing. Those teams are. You just mentioned the whole coming down to, coming down to Florida, Utah. They weren't used to that. Okay, exactly the same thing. Like, you can't contradict your argument with the weather and all that I think stuff. You're like reducing the room for error for the great teams' culture ball. In that, they have more room for good. error. They have more room for error now. What are you talking about? No, that's why I meant. Like, no, no, they don't. Yes, they do. The, they got to play the more regular, games. In the regular season, they do not. Now, I, I, I'll be John Lennon for a minute. Imagine a world where Alabama losing to to Auburn in the kick six game did not matter. Imagine that. I, I don't, I don't want to be a bitter old man on this. It but does I, I, matter. I really feel like we're just going to. It does win. matter. And also, I don't like. The fact that this makes the bowls kind of meaningless, and you can nope. say, "Oh, we're still, still going to have out. forty fucking bowl games." What are you talking about? We are. You act like the bowl games are going away. I mean, oh, we got twelve team playoffs. There's no more bowls. That's stupid. How, how does it work? I, that is I, stupid. I for the formula yet? Let's but see. Twelve times two. How, how many? How many bowl games is that? Twelve times two. What's twelve times two? I mean, two two times to get to twelve. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, not going to lose six. many ball games. I don't. You're losing basically exactly. every, six, every guy, every team in the near six. So only the top. I just no think that you're way overreacting. I mean, not no one wants to see, but not many. Like we'll lose. I think this is good. I think we have a good thing going, but we don't really actually. Really, because I'm guarantee you, I could probably pull up tweets from back when it happened. You're like, this is not good. Of four what? teams, I could probably find tweets when it happened in 2016. When you're just like, or two, whatever it happened, 18, 16. I don't know when the hell the 14 playoff even started. 14. But I bet I can, 14? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. okay. I could probably find something on you over you're like, this is stupid. Because anything that is new, no, you hate. No, I was hate. for it then. Uh, were you? <laughs> and, it, and it was great that first year when Ohio State was the last team in. They upset Alabama with, when they had Blake, Blake Sims. And then Alabama decided, oh, we're just going to copy everyone else and be great. Like they, they basically copied every advanced offensive style and, you know, even bigger monster, monster than they ever imagined. Then Clemson came along and it just became the Clemson Alabama show. Then Georgia decided. You're going to have more teams come along. Exactly what you just said. There's going to be more teams that come along. It's not going to stay the I same so. every year. If it's going to. You're okay. in a, You're in an era true. right that, now. That, 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 that what you just said is true. Exactly. Okay. It's going to change. It's not going to stay the same. The current state of college football 
I think we might have a more top heavy year than we've ever had. It feels that way. You're you're you're, you're banking on these two teams, and it's not going to stay that way. I'm sorry, right it's now, not. Watch the, watch the game Saturdays, or watch the game last Saturday. Watch the games last Saturday, and it just I don't know. They, they never felt farther from the pack. You got to get, like I said, you got to get your mindset off these two teams because it's not going to be the and same. I don't like these teams joining conferences now. Like, what does that help? I mean, Oklahoma doesn't need to be in the SEC. I mean, it just doesn't work. I, I know here's Oregon's change. I, I think we had a good system. I think it's good. I don't, I don't, I, occasionally you get a really good team that didn't get to play for the national title like, like SNL one. And that sucks for us, yes. But it's also kind of what I love about the sport. I love that a team losing some stupid game could cost them their season. I love that any given Saturday is basically your own college football playoff. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're reducing the college football playoff in a way because the college football playoff is every Saturday. I don't like it. We know. <laughs> I, I think it's good. I think, I think we have actually, I, let's see, we kept it at, let's see it, say it stayed at two teams. I think 12 I teams is perfect. Twelve teams is perfect. Six is as far as I think. Mm, six is no. Anyway, Tennessee travels to Pitt this week to face West Virginia, and we'll have another podcast next week discussing that. But this is a fun podcast, Austin. It's a fun podcast. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, you want know, to discuss Pitt a little bit? We can. You, you, you see their game? Uh, well, I mean, we I was at our game, but I saw the ending. I saw I was keeping yeah. up with all the time. They, I mean, I rewatched some of it. They didn't look that great. Yeah, Slovis. He's he's a good quarterback. They'll always have a good offense, but this one looks a little bit like a little step behind the one they had last year, and their defense looks like it's a big step behind. They do not have the defense they had last year. I, I really feel like we're getting teams at a good time this year. I mean, look yeah. at LSU, that whatever trainer they had going. It's like Pitt is a big step behind what they were last year. This may be like a, a rebuilding year for them a little bit. And Florida mm-hmm. is great. It's good offensively, and, and Anthony Richardson's fun, but that defense just looks like we can have fun against Pitt, and it's in the end. And it feels like everyone but Georgia and Alabama on our schedule is a winnable game. Honestly, I feel like at this moment in time, I kind of think we should win. I feel like we're better than the 10, than 10 teams on our schedule, or, or nine teams currently on our mm-hmm. schedule. I, I think 10 and 2 it sounds crazy because you're basically saying, oh, you're, you think Tennessee is going to win every game that isn't Georgia and Alabama. And I really feel like at this moment in time, I feel like we we will. I mean, I haven't seen us in SEC play yet, so that probably could change. I I feel good. I feel good right now. I feel like I feel like the teams we're getting are in a down year. LSU's down. Florida's down. Pittsburgh looks is I wouldn't say down, but not as good. And those are the games you're gonna have to win to go ten and two and. Yeah, here's uh, here's my take on the here's a take on my I don't think so. They might have no one's paying attention to Missouri, but here is my take. It goes it goes back to what I said very very beginning of the podcast. You don't you can't say anyone's down. You don't know. You don't know yet who's down and who's not. You're gonna find out a lot this next this upcoming week of college football. You don't know who's down. You can never tell. Never. You can't. I mean, you can, but not to this extent. Like, I, just, I can't stand a weak woman. People are like, oh, they're down. They're going to be down this year. You don't know that. The thing that makes me feel good about Florida and LSU is I don't think they have enough depth on defense and on offense. LSU is a mess, apparently. LSU yeah. could figure things out on offense, and that can make things interesting. But I still feel like they won't be as good on offense as we are. We'll outscore them. We'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully we can go up to Pitt and just completely annihilate them. That'd be amazing. I think we'll be able to move the ball. 
Yeah, I think we'll be able to move the ball. So we'll find out. But we'll definitely get to talk about it next week, which I'm excited about. So <laughs> we'll finally figure it out. No room for error podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. But I had fun on this podcast. I have to go use the restroom, so we got to get on this podcast. But, uh, yeah, I had a a lot of fun talking about everything we talked about, and it's going to be another fun week. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hopping in. I'm your host, Randy, alongside Austin Brown. Have a good one, Austin. See you, buddy. See you guys. Everybody. See you, everybody.